0: time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did, because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart, they've got passion for God, they're leading intercession on their schools, they're set apart, consecrated under God, and they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Hey, so so tonight, you guys, we are starting a new series, as we said, Warrior, and and I, even as you saw earlier, these, these two battles are the battles that are represented in all these four different matches every single one of us whether you know it or not whether you believe it or not whether you are aware or not are in a spiritual battle every single day and when, and scripture talks about this a lot We even talked a lot about it, probably in several years, and so this is going to be brand new to some of you, and if it's your first time tonight, we're so glad you guys are here. Hey, I'm talking specifically tonight, though, to those who name the name of Christ. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then every single day in your life, there is a measure of what we call warfare that takes place, because make no mistake, as much as we believe in an incredible God who is sovereign and angels, whatever your pictures of angels are flopping around in the skies, bouncing off from cloud to cloud or whatever it is, just as real as God is, you have a very real adversary. You have a very real antagonist in this story of life. His name is Satan. He hates you with everything in him. And you've got to be aware of his techniques, his tools, his tactics. If you are going to be victorious in defeating him, can I get an amen? And so, so it'll be a little bit different tonight because I want to give you the word of God. I want to give you tonight, like, like, even as I was just looking over things today, you guys, like, it is such a big deal. And obviously we're so aware whenever things happen in our communities, in our schools, and you know what? The devil is not, he's not in this thing to play with you. He wants to kill you. Do you understand that? And so as we, as we, those of us who have made a choice to submit our lives to Jesus Christ, we would do well in our journey to be aware that we have a very real adversary, that people are not your enemy and things going on at school aren't the real problem. You have one enemy, you have one foe and his name is Lucifer, Beelzebub, Satan, you know what I'm saying? And so so it, 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 we need to look at the word of God tonight and just see, perhaps, maybe, the word of God has something to say to us in this area of our spiritual journey. Again, if you are a Christ follower, then at some level, every day, you are involved with what we just call spiritual warfare. And look, we, look yes, this is not, if this is your first night, you know, we're not weird, I promise. Come back in four weeks and we'll be out of this i don't know but but so because so many times we think well spiritual warfare you know that means we're gonna fly because we've seen one too many stupid horror films because we but why are you even watching those things in the first place come on Okay. And so, and so, and so our theology has been shaped by what we've seen on TV or what the latest books are or what, you know, kind of we learn philosophically or it's, and so, but we've got to know what we believe based upon the Word of God. And the Word of God has to even supersede what our experiences are or what our feelings tell us. Come on. That's okay. You'll get this. And so, so again, tonight, I think, I think really, because for some of you we say cuz we live in a culture now that i mean there's debates even amongst so-called christ followers and christian leaders debating the existence of a real enemy by the name of satan De- literally debating the well does the devil really exist and so if you get your theology again from, from television, you, you're living in la-la land and you think, well, the devil's not even a real thing. And look, I'm not trying to spook you. I'm not trying to scare you. The word of God is so clear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound and attentive mind in Christ Jesus. But, but, so I'm not even saying things tonight to glorify the enemy. Heavens, no. But I'm saying things tonight and we're going to talk about this because he must be exposed. You've got to be aware. And I would be remiss in in this thing called youth ministry if we didn't spend some time talking about our enemy. Know your enemy, right? And so for those of you who say, gosh, you know, I don't even believe, you know, in the devil or hell or whatever. I think hell really laughs at you because... You're the very ones that the enemy is using in a greater way. Hell laughs at us whenever we, whenever we subscribe to that type of belief system that, oh, well, you know, things just happen. No, sometimes it's the devil strategically attacking you. And you need to know that you have authority in Jesus Christ. And you've got to know how to use the word of God for yourself. And so, so. I you feel the strength of what we're talking about. For example, Acts chapter 19, 15 and 16, just by example, this isn't even our main text tonight, but, but Acts chapter 19 talks about, it talks about the, 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 they were the sons of Sceva and they, they were attempting to do what they saw the disciples, what they saw the apostles do in dealing with, in the realm of the supernatural and in warfare and try to cast out demons. Let's look at this real quick. Cause you've got to see this. Acts chapter 19, verse 15 and 16. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus. I know Paul. But who is you? it's like, who, who, who are you? Like what? I've never heard of you. See, 16 says, then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. Uh, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure they lost that battle. Wasn't no victory there. You know what I'm saying? And so, so again, we rarely talk about spiritual warfare because of the concern about coming off as weird or strange or what. But, but look, we've got to, if you don't believe this part of the Bible, then, then you might as well not believe like any part of the Bible at all. See, it's all or nothing. But let me ask you this question, because what the evil spirits asked these sons of Sceva was... Jesus, we know. Paul, we, who are you? And I just would challenge you tonight with this question Does the devil even know who you are? Does the devil even know who you are because of your life that is so submitted to Jesus and a lifestyle of pursuing Jesus and loving people and making right choices? Does hell even fear you? Listen to me well. Youth was created for Ecclesiastes says, serve the Lord in the day of your youth, serve your creator in the days of your youth. Guys, this should be some of the most powerful times in your life of doing great things for the glory of God. Taking risks, taking bold risks to honor the Lord and things that, you know, because really, if you do crazy things, young people just, oh, they chalk it up to immaturity. This is the best time you have all the excuses in the world. Well, I just didn't know any better. But gosh, I, I, I certainly tried. To make a difference. And and so what I'm just asking is, does hell even know? Does the devil even know your name? So, again, to those of you who might think this subject is a little bit bit off the wall, a little bit random, a little bit strange. You've got to realize that two-thirds of Jesus' ministry before the cross, in one way or the other involve the demonic in the one way or the other involves some level of what we would call spiritual warfare, where we, whether it was mental casting out devils, speaking to the enemy, taking authority, two thirds of his ministry before the cross. And so as Christ's followers, we've got to be aware of this, of this whole topic of spiritual warfare, because it's a really big deal to Jesus. Now our main text tonight, Ephesians chapter six, everybody good with that? Everybody doing well? Okay. Don't freak out on me. Don't check out on me. You've got to hear what the Lord wants to say to you tonight. So let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you that every bit of the word of God is God breathed, that it is profitable for instruction and correction, that we may be mature as followers of yours. Father, thank you that it is powerful than any two edged sword, even able to divide between soul and spirit. Father, let your word penetrate hearts tonight. Strengthen us, bring revelation of who we are in Jesus Christ christ in your name we pray and everybody said amen 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 Amen. ephesians chapter six it's going to be on the screens for you if you don't have your bible ephesians six starting at verse 10 it says a final word i'm reading out of new living translation a final word be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on all of god's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil everybody say the devil For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Verse 13 says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. This is the last part of verse 13 because that gives some of you encouragement, hope. Then, after the battle, if you do this thing right, then after the battle, you will be standing firm. It's God's will, guys, that no matter what situation you are facing, no matter what level of warfare that you have encountered, no matter what happens around you, in you, to you, through you, that you would be standing firm at the end of the battle. Amen? Amen? Through Jesus Christ. And so, 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 let's look at what Paul describes here. He's obviously writing to the church in Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter six, let's just look at what he, what, what he kind of lists as the, as the demonic as the demonic lineup. So we have Satan, Lucifer, Isaiah chapter 14 talks about him being cast out of heaven. I saw Satan fall like a, like an angel of light, right? Ezekiel 38 also tells us that before Satan, before Satan's fall, he was an archangel in heaven and get this, guess what his area, what his anointing, what his calling and what his purpose was, was in the area of music. He was the ultimate worship leader. And you know what? In Heaven he loved music so much but 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 you know what? I think he 's still into music now, and that 'll preach if you think about that because because then that would say, oh well, maybe, just maybe there." is some music out there, and I'm not going to go, well, let's name all the artists. No, no, no. You have to get to a place where you allow the Holy Spirit to lead, but you've got to use wisdom. Maybe, just maybe, there is some, there are some types of music, some artists who literally the sound was, was generated, was manufactured in the very flames of hell. It came straight from the enemy and you're, well, it's so awesome. It makes me feel great. No, it's going to take you right to hell. Okay. And so, and so, yeah, I know it's so strong tonight. I'm sorry. So look, but you guys honestly, because why? Because I want you to be victorious. And so you have to understand that the enemy will use any foothold that he can. This is why the Bible tells us give no place to the devil. Don't give him an opportunity to rule and to reign in your life. Every part of you belongs to Jesus Christ. Every part of you should be submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's where your future is. That's where your destiny is. That's the place of fulfilling the highest level of God's calling upon your life. Amen. Okay. So just think about it. Just think about, well, what music did this, you know, whatever. Okay. So, so we have Satan then we have demons, evil spirits, But it's interesting because whenever you study this out, the the definition of, of demons is that they are extensions of Satan's desires, of satanic desire. And I think that one of the ways or another way that Satan, one of his main vehicles for waging spiritual warfare will always be through your emotions and your desires. Through your emotions and your desires, the things that you are And so I'm just trying to, again, we're not trying to be super spooky here tonight. I just need you guys to know they have a very real enemy. I remember some of, <laughs> it's so funny because some of you, this is just like, woo, you know, um, because you only know what you've seen on TV, but, but let me just tell you some of my earliest memories, uh, my, my parents have been involved with church and, and Christian ministry since I was a child. And so I remember ages three, four, five, six, seven sitting at church and literally see in our church that I grew up in, uh, we like, we just took Mark 16, 17, like for real, like these Signs shall follow those who believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover and they will speak with new tongues and they shall cast out devils. They shall take authority over the demonic realm in Jesus' name and cast out evil spirits. And so it was highly normal. I mean, people would come to our house and my parents would pray. There would be prayer meetings. And so literally, I saw at an early age, you know, the, the powers of darkness having to yield and submit to the authority and the large Lordship of Jesus Christ. I saw they would cast out demons. In the name of Jesus, you must lose this person based upon the authority of God's word. Satan, get out of this person. Leave, you know, all of these different things. And so I remember one of my first encounters. I was in college. It was my freshman year. And I, I, I was just, you know... I. There was a movie that came out at the time, again, my freshman year, and it was this just crazy movie, and I just thought, and it's so crazy, because remember, I I tell you guys all the time, you know, about your influences and friends in your life, and so this is one of my best friends, and we're both godly and serving the Lord, but we just thought, you know what, Why? what the heck, you know, we never do anything crazy, this was so dumb, don't ever do it, and so it was Halloween, and there was some crazy movie that came out, and so we went to see this movie, totally demonic, totally, I mean, just the horror, all, all of that stuff, right, and so I. I remember my encounter. Whenever I went home that night, I'm laying in the bed, I'm going to sleep and all of a sudden the edge of the mattress begins lifting up and then lowers. I know, right? Okay. You talk about goosebumps on goosebumps. And so, and so you've come to, yeah, you've just come too late. Right. And so I'm like, hmm. And so I wake up and again, the, the edge of the mattress lifting up and then kind of lowers. And I'm like, ho, oh, shatala ba kita le abasori You know, I just, I speak in tongues. You should too. (laughs) And so really, it's all I knew to do. I mean, I wasn't trying. There was nobody to impress. I'm like, and I'm like praying in my prayer language. And then I'm like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority. God, I repent for anything I've done to open up the story. Because that wasn't, I'm like, this is not, nobody should have to be having a mattress lifted up. And (laughs) I know, (laughs) I don't know everything. But I know some things, and this is not God's will for my life. (laughs) And so, so, guys, so honestly, and so in that moment, the Holy Spirit just brought it. Brandon, you opened this door. Why did you go see that crazy, demonic, hell-infested movie that was full of horror? I mean, all sorts of things on the screen. It was so dark. And I'm like, Lord, I repent. Do you think I have ever gone to another horror film? (laughs) Heck no. Okay, and so... So really, so you guys and so i 'm not saying that wow that you know uh, you know every encounter is going to be m- lifting mattresses up in your house, but I am saying at a practical level the enemy wants to destroy you so he will look for any opportunity he can to get into your world to sow fear into your heart to take authority to take control to sow seeds of depression in you. and you 've got to get to a place as a believer because people will not always be with you and and we will not always be with you and so you 've to get to a place where you say no 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 i know that i have authority because of jesus christ and i don't need 15 people me plus the holy ghost we can take the devil you see what i'm saying and so it's like so you've got to get to that place i believe and so so warriors you know warriors and so so there are demons and and desires and all that okay thirdly we have principalities these are demonic spirits that deal with specific locations, specific geographical regions, okay? And so we don't have time to go into all these different things, but I'm just trying to give you a base level just in general. So principalities deal with ruling spirits that are assigned to cities, to states, to regions. Everybody understand that? Those of you who travel, especially missions, different areas. I remember Octavian hour I were with YWAM, and years ago, as soon as we landed in India, actually on the way over, I've never had a sick whatever spirit in my life. Something happened to me. I pass out in the middle of the plane. My glasses go flying. I fall down on the ground. I mean, super dramatic. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like, I got it to and so is this speaking So then we get there. We're in Calcutta, India, which is 16 million, 16 million was the population at that time. 98 point, whatever percentage was either Muslim or a uh, Hindu or, or, or other religions, but basically 0.67 of the population at that particular time was Christian. Christian. And so we're just surrounded. So we firstly go to this Hindu temple and it's called Kali God. And we see this woman and we look and you know how you like you do a double take, you know, like it's like and so she's slithering up the floor like at the temple with red um paint painted on her, red paint um covering her feet, and she's slithering like a snake. And I'm like, Oh, in the name of Jesus. What? What in the world? So we were there for four weeks and we saw the power of God poured out. And so I'm just saying, so obviously I just make that, uh, make that example there because there are just different spirits that attack our assigned. It doesn't mean that Satan's in, well, Satan's running. I say no, but because of the authority that we have as believers, we can do what we can fight. Okay. And so fourthly, fourthly, the Paul says powers, and this is a reference to degrees of leadership authority in the demonic world. So there are weaker, stronger demonic forces. It seems apparent, though, that all powers remain united. And so, so, again, we're not glorifying the enemy, but we want to expose him. You've got to know that there is a fight going on for your life, for your destiny, every day. And again, that's not to spook you. It's just to say, you know what? It's absolutely vital That I am connecting with Jesus daily. It is absolutely vital that John 15 is a reality in my heart. That I am abiding with Jesus. Not because I'm fearful of what the devil is going to do to me. But because I want to remain in a position of authority in Jesus Christ. And and, and while we're on the subject. See this is why the enemy so fights against the concept of authority in our lives. Because if we cannot submit to human authority. Mm, 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 mm. We then how how can you submit to someone you 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 don't see when you can't even submit to people that you that you see the leadership that God has placed in your life? Amen, Pastor Brandon. That's good preaching. I know, incredible. Amen. I know. We're, so so honestly, you it does, and so it has to do with the posture of your heart, saying, "Lord, I want to submit to you, but I want to submit to the authorities in my life." Because I want authority over the enemy. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. So what I want to do here very quickly, I want to give you seven weapons. We're just going to go through this really quickly. You'll be wise to jot a few of these down. Seven weapons. And there's so many more. I mean, this, you, this, we could do this for months and months. And I've been in lots of classes hours and all that. And so I just wanna lift a couple ideas about seven different weapons that I can see in scripture that the enemy has given us to fight. Okay, so everybody who was jousting earlier, we didn't say, well, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get, a, 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 you know, jousting, you know, sock and bop, whatever the thing's called, and then, and then like, you're not, and then you're not, and so it, it, we would be remiss if we said, all right, like, try to win, good job, you know, just use your hands, but wait, you can't, because you're, you're supposed to be, so just stand there and take it, just stand there and get beat. until No. And neither has, the, neither has the Lord done that for us. He has given us weapons. But it's up to us whether or not we choose to pick up the weapons and fight. Guys, I am calling you. I am calling you to a place in your walk with Jesus. I am calling you to rise up and fight. Fight for your schools. Fight for your generation. Fight for your freedom. Fight. Aren't you worth it? Fight for your... Fight! Would you fight? Fight for your purity. Fight. And so seven weapons. And so weapon number one, we'll go through these really quick. Weapon number one, so simple. Speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. So the next time the enemy begins attacking you, I promise you, there has to be a shift. Whenever you have relationship with him, just at his name, Jesus. On the calendar, I want everybody just to say the name. One, two, three. Jesus. At that name the authority that that name carries is a revelation to us, you guys. Things have to change. Whenever we call on his name out loud, verbally saying in Jesus' name, Mark sixteen seventeen, Jesus said in my name, you will have power to cast out evil spirits. Proverbs eighteen ten, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They are safe. Philippians 2, nine through 11. Therefore, God has given Jesus a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess both on earth and under that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory and praise of God. The Father, hallelujah, there is one name. Your name doesn't do it, my name doesn't do it, but whenever we speak His name, and so so many of you, look, you guys, I can I'll just even in moments where we've, gosh, just depression is, start speaking the name of Jesus. You don't have to just sit there and be, speak the name of Jesus in Jesus' name. You see what I'm saying? Okay, we're going to move on. Okay. All right. I'm getting too excited. Weapon number two, personal right choices and righteousness. Personal right choices. Guys, you engage in warfare with the enemy. You beat him every time you make a Christ honoring decision. Every time you say, I'm not going to that website. Warfare was done. You won. You are the victor. Do you understand that? Nope, not going there. Nope, to the glory of God. Mm-mm, not doing that. I'm going to go to the glory of God. Every time you get out of that bed in the morning and say, okay, here's my Bible. Here's the word of God. I'm going to spend. That was warfare. Your very life rebukes the devil. And so so, so, personal right choices, every right choice in your life is a victory won over the enemy. So Acts nineteen fifteen and the evil spirit answered the Jews who were trying to cast him out and said, "I know G- I know who Jesus is. I know who Paul is, but who are you?" They knew who Jesus and Paul were because of the choices, because the life that Jesus and Paul lived. You will be feared in hell when you you have the integrity to make right choices, whether they feel good or not. Amen you make the choices and your feelings will realign themselves your feelings will be okay your feelings will follow behind your right choices amen well I just didn't feel like it forget about what you feel you don't win victories by what you feel you'll never get to victory if you're led by your feelings so you say according to the word of God I am making this decision and I will honor Jesus and I don't care much how I feel your feelings will change okay love you Really, and honestly, you guys. Because see, this is a big deal to me because because some of you have heard the most recent suicide at DCC. A young girl just took her life, I mean, two days ago. And we're just supposed to hang out at youth group and act like everything is awesome and we don't have an enemy. Several of you knew her. I was talking to some of you earlier today. That's not cool. That's not, that's not cute. Several of you had invited her to DSM. She was going to come. She had intentions. What happened? Okay. And so I'm not saying, well, the devil. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that we have a very real enemy. You have a very real enemy and you would do well to perhaps consider these things and start picking up some of these weapons from the word of God and fighting for yourself, for your friends, for your family. You guys understand that? Weapon number three, Matthew 16 and 19 says, whatever you bind in prayer on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose in prayer will be loosed in heaven. It's called binding and loosening in prayer. This is like old school terms. This is just so funny for me because I grew up. Are we bind that in the name of Jesus. And so you, yeah, some, this is just whatever. And so it's like, come on. <laughs> and so any, so anyways, what I'm saying is you speak out in prayer. You know what? You know what? I am the spirit of impurity that is trying to take me out in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of impurity. And I loose more of the love of God into my heart. I am loosened to walk in the love and in the power of God in purity. But you literally speaking these things out, you guys see, mom and dad's prayers and Pastor Brandon's prayers and your small group leaders' prayers, they will only carry you so far. At, at one point or another, you've got to begin picking up weapons for yourself and doing warfare with the enemy. Does that make sense? Cool. Okay, we're wrapping up here. Weapon number four: the empty house principle. Okay, Matthew twelve forty four talks about it's the account of cleaning the empty house, and and Jesus is talking about whenever you cast out one spirit, and and, and he says if, if if it returns, it returns seven times worse. And so the big idea is that see you you don't you don't remove something, you don't say no to one thing. Without saying yes to something else. And so you, 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 you rid yourself of, of negative things. You rid yourself of evil things. You rid yourself of poor decisions. But then the law of spiritual substitution, one of my favorite mentors in the whole world says this, don't pull the weeds without planting the flowers. <laughs> don't pull the weeds up without planting the fuck. So again, you guys, this thing is not just about, well, I'm just not going to watch bad movies. I'm not going to go and look at internet porn. I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. But what are you going to do? You need to replace those things. Okay, God, what are you calling me to do? Does that make sense? What am I going to do with that time when I'm most vulnerable? Whenever weird stuff happens, I'm not, ju- I'm just, I'm not just going to like say no, but this is what I'm going to say yes to. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay, next weapon, next weapon, weapon number five, focusing on the blood of Jesus and claiming it whenever you pray the blood of Jesus. See, see, it resonates with some of us because some of us have been in some tough positions to bind some warfare with the enemy. But you know what? I was taught as a child, you know what? To declare Jesus's blood over my life. I plead Jesus's blood. I am appealing to not Brandon's blood. I am appealing to the substitutionary work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. And because real blood was shed, I appeal to that blood revelations. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, not lofty thinking, not good intentions. It's by the blood. It's through the blood. It's only by the blood that we are even saved. And so all of our victory is wrapped up in the blood of Jesus. And so whenever you begin to say, you know what, I just, I cover myself today with the blood of Jesus Christ. I just, I cover my mind today. I want to think the things that you have called me to. I know this seems so radical, you guys, but I am just telling you as a teenager, I really, this whenever I was like 14, 15, because I was taught to apply the word of God. Does that make sense to you guys? I just want you to be victorious over the enemy. I don't want you to be ignorant to these things. So applying the blood of Jesus, of course, this principle is found in Exodus 12 and 13. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. I will not harm you. And then, of course, Revelations 12 and 11. You overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. All right, two more weapons. I want to give you weapon number six, praying back and speaking out loud the word of God. This is arguably, you guys, one of the most Practical, One of the most effective ways of winning your personal battles against the enemy. Psalm 107.20 says God sent his word to them. And his very word healed them of all their diseases. And delivered them from all of their enemies. He sent his word. Proverbs 6.21 and 22. Bind the word continually in your heart. Even tie it around your neck so it never leaves you. When you sleep it will keep you safe. When you wake up it will talk to you. Now you talk about. So what are we talking? So because the word is so in me, whenever I wake up in the morning, the word is what the first thing we think of. not, well, I'm not going to think about all this. No, the word, because it is in you, it will begin speaking to your heart. So in the moment of temptation, you will say, no, I am not going to allow those. Things. I'm not going to allow unforgiveness to, to, to just be in my heart. I refuse to be bitter because the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by and through the Holy spirit. Whenever those crazy thoughts come, you begin to say, no, I just take authority right now because you know, what? According to Philippians 4 and 8, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely. If there be any virtue if there be any praise, I will think on these things. And the word begins to be your line of defense. I'm just saying, does anybody want to be victorious in the fight against the enemy? I think for some of us you say, well, I'm not really in a battle. Well, well, (laughs) well, (laughs) that's because you're already so defeated. You don't, you, sorry. And so, for those of us who are actually following Jesus, this thing is a battle. I'm not saying every day is a dramatic whatever. Again, your mattress isn't going to float tonight or anything weird. If it does, you need to repent and plead the blood of Jesus. And, but but I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. The little ways, the thoughts, the desires, all those, you've got to recognize, man, this, this may be. And I'm certainly not saying everything bad in your life, chalk it up to demonic forces that are coming through the walls. I I, I am just saying, I think more often than not in our American culture, we tend to go way on the other side to say, well, just fade or whatever. And sometimes it really is the enemy and he has targeted you. And as a believer, you've got to start taking authority. Last one, last one here. I want the worship team to come up. Weapon number seven. The final one I want to give you tonight. And again, there are certainly so many more in the word of God. Weapon number seven. Endurance. Endurance. Ephesians 6.13. And when you have done everything you know to do. To remain standing spiritually. Just keep standing. Just keep standing. Standing. And for some of you, this is so it's kind of hard to hear tonight because you do feel like you just been in a fight in the fight of your life. And I'm just saying this is another weapon where you just say, I'm just going to show up again. I'm not giving in. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not going back to my old life outside of Jesus Christ. I'm not going back to to wrong friends and negative influences. I'm just going to keep standing and if you don't know what else to do, just stand there. And I believe that the, the picture here that, that, Paul is, that, um, that Paul has given us in Ephesians 6.13 is, you know what? Whenever I stand, it's usually not from a place of defeat. The picture is not, I've been defeated there. The picture is, I may have bruises, I may be bumped up a little bit, I may be a little bit weary, I may be a little bit tired, I may, whatever, but I'm still standing it wasn't until somebody actually fell off the victor was the one in the jousting match earlier that just stayed standing longer than the other person That's how you are to be with the enemy in your life you guys Hebrews 12:4 in your struggle against sin you've not resisted to the point of shedding blood How's that for an encouragement <laughs> My life is awful have you resisted to the, to, to the point where your blood is being shed? That's what the author of Hebrews says to encourage us tonight. Hebrews 6.15, referring to Abraham. And because Abraham patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I'm just saying, whenever you don't know what else to do, sometimes you just need to stay standing a little bit longer than your opponent. Every head bow, every eye closed tonight. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your word is real. God breathed, inspired word of God has gone forth tonight. I thank you that you are just examining every heart and looking and checking to encourage, to strengthen tonight. I pray for these ones whom you love so very much, Lord. Ask you tonight, these last few minutes together, Lord, would you just examine us? Have we kind of been aloof to the plans of the enemy, to the attacks? Or we just repent for our own ignorance tonight in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, we just sign up. We just sign up. We sign up again, Father, to, to really fight. You have called us to be warriors. You have called us to fight. And you've promised us victory whenever we use the weapons that you have given us in the word of God. Every head bow, every eye closed, if you feel like, gosh, I've just been in such a fight and I've been a little bit ignorant to the... And ignorance is okay because now you're not ignorant anymore. But if you just want to say, you know what? I just... I need to lay that down tonight. And I, I I feel like I've just been in a fight and I haven't been using these 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 weapons. But I need I need I need these weapons in my life. I want you to stand up really quickly. I want you to just respond to the word of God tonight. I believe that God's gonna just equip you for battle, for victory. And it doesn't matter how small or how huge the battle is, it can be a battle in your thought life. It can be a demonic battle where you've been having trouble sleeping at night or you've been waking up at weird times, you've had nightmares or whatever. Whatever it is, a battle, major spiritual battle with sickness or disease. Hey, respond tonight. The Lord's going to place weapons in your heart, in your mind, in your hands, spiritually. Grace is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to the one who endures the end the one who just keeps on standing I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord wherever you are we don't have a whole lot of time so we'll just pray for you at your seats tonight just lift up both of your hands to the Lord and we're just going to ask him to anoint you afresh right now where well, there's been like a war in your heart in your mind attacks and friendships relationships overwhelming temptation thoughts of suicide, depression, oppression. By the Spirit of God we say no more in Jesus' name. Oh, by the Spirit of God we say no more in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that you are placing weapons in the hands of your sons and your daughters. You call them warriors. The enemy calls them defeated. You call them warriors. You have called them to stand. So Father for those who have fallen down at their post, I call their spirits to stand up again in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. arise! I say awake, O sleeper. Awaken. Awaken even now in the name of Jesus. Awaken to the purposes and plans of God for your life. our ministry team just pray for those who are close around you just declare the word of God over them in Jesus' name in Jesus' name we speak life in Jesus' name we speak health healing wholeness over you in Jesus' name we speak peace over minds even now in the name of Jesus in Jesus' name and over time this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for.